Welcome to the Meteor Podcast, a weekly news show about what's going on in the media community. This episode is for Friday, September 12th, 2014. Welcome, Meteor fans. I'm your host, Josh Owens, along with my co-host, Rye Walker. Back this week. Welcome back. Hey, hi, hi. Uh, So this week we are... Still at the same places all over on the web, twitter.com slash Meteor Podcast. Uh, you can find us on iTunes by searching for Meteor Podcast. And you can... Did I say Twitter already? I don't know. It's too early, man. It's rough. Twitter.com <laughs> slash Meteor Podcast. I don't know. One of those. Anyway, um, this week we are talking about... Uh, dealing with avatars, uh, question on Crater, where is the ORM and Meteor, Telescope Academy, Meteor in Action Book, and the fun- fundamental problems of package management system and languages. Uh, but before we get into all that, we've got uh, two sponsors this week. Uh, the first is Codeship. Codeship is a free hosted continuous delivery service. It focuses on simplicity and usability Set up continuous integration in a few steps and automatically deploy when all your tests have passed. Codeship has great support uh, for lots of languages and test frameworks, uh, including Meteor. Uh, in particular, I know Aeronauta with um, Leica has uh, continuous integration instructions there, too. Um, you get 100 builds a month and five private projects uh, with their lowest plan and uh if you go to codechip.io slash meteor podcast and sign up um you can use the code meteor podcast all one word to get 20 percent off any plan for three months so good deal there uh the other sponsor is modulus (laughs) took me a minute to recall it there uh you guys know them we know them it's a pretty awesome place to host your meteor app i would highly recommend it uh we um I guess I host most of my apps there. Differential hosts all their apps there. So uh, give it a look. Modulus.io. Highly recommended. Um, all right. So on with the discussion this week. So first up was uh, a post. We're actually recording this on Thursday. So this came up last night. Uh, Twitter. It looks like Twitter changed some of their avatar URLs. Uh, in particular, what Sasha was using for Telescope. So he was asking if people are using packages or if someone was willing to write a package uh, that had support for, like, Twitter, Facebook, Gravatar, kind of all built into one, so you could choose, like, which avatars you wanted to pull in. I, I think that could be a fun fun package. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't seem simple, but... Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it's simple, then it's probably not worth doing, right? Yeah, I guess, you know, you could start with just one one social... Yeah, I'd start with Gravatar, right? Like, that seems yeah. probably the easiest to implement. It works off emails. And then from there, you could kind of fan out. And I think what would be even better is, like, uh, I know Gerard did file uploading with file collection and blog. I wonder if you could even kind of hook that into and have, like, an uploadable huh. option, too. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, Someone's it's... looking for a package to build. <laughs> it's right here. Yeah. Sasha would love you forever. All right. All right. Next up is where is the ORM and Meteor? Uh, this is a blog post by our own Josh Owens. Um, uh, 
basically, you know, you see a lot of code, a lot of people writing uh, Meteor code where they're, they are not using an ORM. So we use, um, both Josh and I use uh, Mini Mongoid, yeah. uh, which is somewhat similar to Mong- Mongoid from yeah. Railsland. And um, it's everything I need. It's enough. It's enough for me. If it, if there was more I needed, I would add it. You yeah. know. But right now, it's it gets the job done. And so yeah. But we hear a lot of times. I know that there's um, uh, another package uh, collection helpers, which I've never used. Have you yeah. tried that one yet? Yeah, we started to use it last night, but we never got to the point where we were writing yeah. uh, methods on the collection. But I think um, so. The interesting thing there is, I, I think. They give you a way, Media Development Group gives you a way to kind of do some of this stuff through uh, their transform method. Mm. And so Collection Helper starts to hook into that. And I think maybe in the long term that might be a better way to handle a lot of this stuff is to to hook in there and add the methods that you want onto the model rather than um, many Mongoids' approach is to create their own class. Yeah. And I like having a domain model, you know, a class that isn't just part of a collection per se. Like, um, like I've actually used it's kind of strange, but I actually, well, I use the convention presented by Mini Mongoid to create classes that don't have collections in mm. Meteor, you know. But yeah. that's just really just using CoffeeScript classes, uh, right? Which I think is fine. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, that's that's a good way to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I found some oddity with that though. Like, I tried to create like a Twitter abstract class for handling, like doing the air handling. Mm-hmm. But then that was weird because uh, when I made a call out to the class, like the bind environment wasn't there, and when I threw an error, you know, it, it caused a uh, node to crash because it wasn't wasn't in the fiber when it threw the error. What wasn't like the the, the class was missing, or was uh, well the class was there, but like uh, I was trying to test out like Twitter throwing uh, rate limits and stuff. Mm. And so I want to throw my own air. Like, I catch that oh, okay. and wrap it up and then throw my own kind of, like, rate-limited air. Oh. Which I want to catch somewhere else. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, weird. I don't know about that. But I do agree that it's it's a little bit ghetto to, to just not use any sort of ORM and just... It's like having SQL all throughout your code, that it's, right. um, it's nice to have access to the database encapsulated into a single class um i also you know a lot of times in my code i'm, I'm like i don't know I, cre- I create these services which are um yet another level of abstraction where you know are more like a from a functional approach of you know here are here's a series of things i need to do it's going to interact with multiple objects so i think that the maybe one of the main messages here is that you don't have to use just only Meteor in your Meteor apps. If you need more levels or layers, yeah. um, you should seek them out. You know, and, and so um, yeah. I mean, I found like for example, early days of Meteor, and I'm sure some of you see this out there in Meteorland. Um, in two different helpers, having the exact same code, two different view helpers, like the exact same code in two of them. You know, because yeah. you don't have a common spot to stick that code. Well, that's where Mini Mongoid comes into play, or just creating your own class that encapsulates those methods. So, yeah. Yep. It's, yeah, I don't know. So, like, I'm still thinking transform might be the right way to go. I don't know anything about term. that. Is, tra- is this somewhere in your? Do you talk about that in this blog post? Uh, like, I, I just barely highlight on it. Okay. Uh, but that's how collection helpers works under the cover. Okay. Is that it takes all those methods and then wraps them up and then calls the transform for that particular collection and applies all your your methods to it essentially. Hmm. So it's like. Uh, 
transform is a way to like imp- apply that inheritance that you want. Right? Yeah. So you're just adding more stuff onto that collection um, object that we right. create. Yeah. Right. And so I think maybe in the long run, a better way to build mini mongoid would be to use something like the transform function hmm. um, and, and put a lot of those methods on there, like first and update and all that kind of stuff rather than trying to, trying to do it the way they did it. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yep. Well, it's definitely something that can and will get better. Yeah. This was really just my excuse to put up that where's the beef picture. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's funny you, you bring up, uh, like, you don't have to only use media in your media app because I've, I've got a blog post brewing in the hopper. Mm. We'll probably talk about it more next week, but uh, I was talking to Aaron Oda about the same thing. Yeah. I think it's it's a it's a very valid point. Like everyone's like, oh, Mongo's the worst. It's like, yeah, <laughs> you, other things you can do. You yeah, know? I mean, if you were gonna if you were gonna write a a Node app that talks to Postgres, how would you do that? You know, like guess what? You can do that. Yeah. in a meteor app. Yeah. I mean, you lose all the awesome DDP stuff. Well, I mean, maybe maybe not. You know, well, there's other parts too, right? Like you yeah. can you can push like you can do the calculations and then. Like push all that data into Mongo too. Mm-hmm. It still get your reactive front end, but have a separate right. piece kind of doing a lot. Yes, of yeah, uh, yeah. I thought about that too. Like in a bigger app, maybe Mongo is simply a a, a cache, you know, of um, pre-optimized content that yeah. is being set up for the app to be fast. So, yep. All right, Telescope Academy. Uh, this was a post from Sasha on the Telescope blog. Uh, that guy. I don't know. I'm starting to think he doesn't sleep much either. No. Sasha's. We'll call him the Sasha's. <laughs> um, but he's uh, he's offering. It looks like almost like air pair, like one-on-one time with anyone that wants uh, some help learning meteor. I, it looks like his his one ask is that the one-on-one time is spent kind of focusing on telescope, um, and so he'll he'll kind of help you work through your meteor questions but use telescope as the context um and so you get like this one-on-one pairing time and so um he uh he's he's just saying like you know he's gonna offer this for zero the low low price of zero dollars so uh if you're looking to learn i would definitely check out this post and reach out to him yeah Um, well, he's trying to build an ecosystem around telescope, and he's got the time to do it apparently. And I think it's great. I mean, as he said, um, you you can't get a much more unsaturated market than the telescope market right now. In his own blog post, that's his own words. Yeah. So uh, you know, if telescope is becomes big, you are at a ground floor opportunity. Get in and help him out. Um, yeah. Themes uh, like I don't know. Are there even have you seen any third party themes? Yeah, I haven't yeah. seen anything. Yeah. yeah. Theme, but, uh, yep. Yeah, I just I rely on Sasha to do the right thing. For yeah, me. maybe that's why he's tired of that. He yeah. wants some help. <laughs> <laughs> um, a, a good, f- I guess, follow up to this too is uh, I'll post a link in the show notes. But uh, Sasha and I are doing a joint kind of uh, Google Hangout, and you can join that and also ask him and I questions as well. So that's on the twenty third at. 8 p.m. September 23rd at 8 p.m. Eastern. So, uh, I'll like I said, I'll put the the link in the show notes and come and ask questions and you know let's let's all work together. Yep. All right. Next up is Meteor in Action. 
right? Yep, that's yes. next. Uh, so, Stephen Haukus, Haukus, and Manuel Schobel. Uh, I know how to say his name. He had told me. Yeah. Now I forget. It's uh, Manuel. I don't remember. Ah. I, I was on a Skype with him or a hangout, and he told me the right way. Nice. <laughs> but I suck, so anyway. Sorry, dude. Uh, but yeah, so Meteor 1.0 is coming. As will the books. Yes. Uh, I mean, how many books do you think we'll have in six months? Oh, well, I mean, so we've already got, like, uh, someone else has already released a free book. Mm -hmm. You've got Discover Meteor. You've got Aeronauta working on a book. I'm working on a book. You've got the Meteor in action. That's five right there that we know about. So it'll probably be, like, three or four more announced in the next three or four months. I know, like, the packed publishing guys are a little shady but i know that they've hooked some people into writing a couple books as well yeah yeah i have a feeling we'll see at least 10 to 12 books like yeah somewhere around launch yep so it's well i don't know by that oh it depends on when launches i'm saying i'm thinking launches in november that's i'm thinking launch might actually be in october well i think that's when they want it to be based on what i'm hearing we'll see october shifts to november pretty easily yeah (laughs) my guess is it'll be october dev shop Seen it here now. <sighs> Shots been called. <laughs> now, uh, but anyway, I don't know too much about the details. I do know that this is a Manning. Um, you can get early access to it, read it while it's going. I think it's like 50, forty-five bucks or something. Yeah. But um, the first chapter is free, which is always interesting. Like the first chapter feels like the fluffiest, maybe. Yeah. Well, they should it's, do two chapters free. Yeah. Two chapters free. Yeah. Looks like they may have chapter two. Well, it says available. So look, they're working through the book. Good luck, guys. Um, uh, it's always good to have multiple books. I remember back in the early Rails days, like I, I had like three or four books, and I was just like just triangulating things with between the books, trying to figure stuff out. And I'm sure people would love to have multiple books to learn from. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I get it all the time. Like, oh, I've worked through Discover Meteor, but now I'm not sure yeah. where to go next. Yeah. You know what? What are the next steps? And I think I think having a couple of these top tier books would be yep would be really good for the ecosystem. It's needed. Yes, and I don't. Uh, they gave me a review copy, so maybe maybe after this weekend I can speak more intelligently about it. Good. All right, and last up, uh, someone posted. This isn't meteor specific, but uh, it's a post about the fundamental problem of uh, language package management systems. And um, I don't know. I found it a really interesting read. They don't. They don't even mention uh, meteor specifically. They they do mention uh, you know Ruby Gems, CPAN, NPM, Maven, those kinds of things, and. Um, just really talk about the fundamental problems that c- kind of come with these decentralized management systems, right? Like all these package management systems were bolted on after the fact. Like they were never created as something that came with the language itself. So you look at, at I know for sure, like Ruby Gems, like Jim Wyrick worked on that mm-hmm. a lot, and there were other people that worked on it. I think Chad Fowler. Um, and it, it's it's just I think it's tough because you, you never really know like the author starts to get into you never really know about these packages you know it takes you a while to kind of comb through them and figure out what's going on um, the other problems you know he mentions are pinning your versions mm-hmm. well I think that's 
probably the right thing to do. Like I think about the the steps we take at differential. Like a lot of times we won't pin a version, but then as you get closer to doing a release, you start to pin those versions down. You know, and and once you get into a production environment, you you absolutely want to pin those versions. But then, like upgrading takes those developer cycles down the road. Yeah, you know, someone's gotta gotta test out the app after they upgrade the packages and make sure everything still works. Yeah. Yeah, it's a messy. I mean, uh, there's just there's no perfect way to solve this problem. You right. know, like people want things decentralized, but they also want them centralized. Right. Um, you can't be both. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, like, you know, in light of um, like what's happened in in '09 and how things have been going, like, I'm still frustrated by the lack of being able to just point at a Git repo and say use the master branch. Well, I do that with Smart JSON. Right, but that's gone away in 09, unless you're still using Meteorite. <laughs> well, yeah, I am. I still yeah. use Meteorite. Yeah. So is, can we not use Meteorite anymore? Well, I mean, so the goal was to get rid of Meteorite, right? Yeah. So well, I feel like they've kind of Yeah, but it's only crippled. been, how many weeks has it been, you know, like? Three? Yeah. This is our third episode, <laughs> since yeah. it came out. So that's my, I mean, yeah, I, I saw people talking about that, like, I don't know, like, I, in some of my apps, I just have the few that I need to go straight at Git, uh, I just, and, I, and I was like, am I missing something? And I just saw a post from Tom Coleman, I think, last night, where he said, just use SmartJSON, point at the Git master, and yeah, I mean, it'd be nice if, well, we need Meteor to support that somehow, right? right? Yeah. But until it does, that's what I'm doing, you know, I'm Yeah, but see, straddling. to me, like, I feel like we still haven't gotten an answer from them. Are they going to mm. support... You know, get URL as a source of installation, or is it just going to be their centralized package management server? Mm-hmm. So I think you know, like, um, well, development still sucks with all that stuff too. Yeah, I mean, it it doesn't. It actually gets worse. Like, at least in the past, I could see the code that's I'm, it's in my current meter app by going into packages and seeing. Okay, it's pointed at this version of this package. Right now, it's like. You open up packages and it's empty, you know, or it's not there. And, um, yeah, it's a real pain in the ass. It's back to, like, I remember that from Rails days. Like, it just seemed like a pain in the ass to figure out, like, which version of the package am I actually, or the gem in that case, right, in this app. So It's a good article. I highly recommend reading it. Yeah, somewhat somewhat academic. Yes. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I don't know packages so it's, uh we're, we're at that point in the show what uh what have what have you worked on this week ryan anything interesting i mean have i written any code at all this week you That's, broke you broke the differential site I saw that. thanks for bringing that up yes <laughs> thanks for laughing at me about that <laughs> yeah yeah uh yeah that was a situation where like i tried to run the media app locally and it's like oh there's a problem with ride w blog i'm like okay let me Upgrade, all upgrade, the upgrade, upgrade, upgrade. Like, okay, it seems to be working. Deploy. Nope. So, Broken. yeah. So that, that sucks. But um, yeah, so I did that. I updated a page on our page on our on our site yesterday. That's not very exciting. Yeah, we're, we're I'm working on a new product um, user cycle, uh, which is a um, app analytics platform for uh, really anyone who has users and are using say kiss metrics or mixed panel I'm not so happy with that let's just say that uh, it's still we're still working a lot on the details there but that's pretty much it's, it's just like dealing with all things differential plus one app that's all i can handle yeah you know? <laughs> so are you guys converting that to meteor then because it's in rails right yeah it's in rails now yeah we're, we're pretty much going to reboot it uh, at this point at this point 
at least the front end of it. Um, it the nice thing is the old Rails app uh, was, is using Mongo, so we don't mm. have to. We can use all the same backend processing stuff. But um, yeah, we've got some new ideas. We'll check out the site in, the, in a couple of weeks, and it'll be all clear. Right now, it's still all under development, behind the scenes, stealth mode. Yeah, interesting. Yep. So I uh, this week I worked on. Um, Really, just the training class stuff, like trying to get the the materials together for the class, and uh, you know, I, I only have a couple of seats left. So, if people are are interested in in taking, uh, you know, kind of four two hour sessions on how to build a meteor app, uh, and there's going to be homework in between, um, you know, I'd highly recommend checking out. It's a uh, meteorjs.club/learn. When's the class again? Uh, it's September. So later this month. Look, it's right at the end of the month. It's the 25th and 26th, so that's a Thursday and Friday, and then the following Thursday and Friday, the second and third, are the final two sessions. So, um, just kind of spreading that over four days, so you don't like get hit with too much knowledge all at once. I really want people time, people to have time to kind of digest that and think about what they just learned and. Hopefully tinker with it a little bit, come back to class the next day, and you know, have time to ask questions and that kind of stuff. So, huh. yeah, I, well, I, I think I, you know, we, I didn't, didn't talk to you about this, but I talked to somebody yesterday that's looking for media training. So I might, I don't know if it'll be for this session, but maybe for the following session. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so. you know, based on, so I've had ten people apply, um, and so technically, like, if everyone comes back and says yes mm-hmm. at this point, like, I'll be sold out on this one. Um, How often are you planning on running them? Monthly? Maybe or? monthly, yeah. Depends just on depends. demand, right? Yeah. Um, we'll see how this one goes. but And then I may offer, like, a thing about doing a testing version of the class, too. Huh. That's just focused, like, maybe two, three-hour sessions focused yeah. on testing. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, you could do even um, different themed. you find out what people want to learn, and, you know, maybe some themed classes would be interesting, too. Yeah. Like again, just like a class on mini mongoid, like yeah. people might sign up for a two-hour thing on that, if, yeah. or or meteor, cl- whatever, any of the uh, packages of the day. I don't yeah. know. We'll see how that goes. Yep. All right. Thanks. For- see you later. Yeah, see you next week. Bye.